0: It's me, it's me, it's the ROB mobbing once again with the two greatest in the podcast business right here on Perched on the Top Rope. The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your co-host, the DSP Lee Walker, alongside the adorable one, Alex Todd. Before we dig into the Royal Rumble, Rob, something intrigued me over the weekend, and it has to do with a WWE and Disney relationship. Being a former WWE writer and Disney employee, what can you tell us about this said relationship?
0: Uh, Well, right now, they agreed in in principle to air, and I I guess it started last night, with the Royal Rumble in Indonesia. But there are several other uh, countries that are going to be coming on board. um, And that's just the start of what i guarantee will be a snowball going down a hill um and as we all know well at least you guys i live in sunny florida we don't get snow but if you take a snowball and you put it on top of a hill with a whole bunch of snow on it and you push it down the hill it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until no one will be able to stop it not usa not universal so several several podcasts ago i told everybody this was going to happen now
2: I haven't had much of a chance myself to kind of read into the situation as to what's going on. Uh, was Is it, cause I kind of skimmed by it. Was it my understanding that so essentially what's going on is that they are going to make in other countries, the WWE
0: network on Peacock available on Disney plus, is that what it is? Yeah. Well, Peacock doesn't exist internationally in certain countries. Okay. So they, the same kind of deal that WWE put in place with Peacock, mm-hmm is the deal that they put in place with Disney for like hundreds of countries that just don't have Peacock. That's super cool. Yeah, because uh, in a lot of other countries, they still
1: have the WWE network actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's why this like whole thing is happening. Oh, that's huge. Because Peacock is not fully international where like Disney plus is, they were looking for a streaming service to pick up. What Peacock can't do for them—that's huge too, because wrestling is huge internationally. Yeah, and I'm gonna apologize, fans, if uh, I sound a little raspy. <laughs> the Royal Rumble took a lot out of me last night.
2: Yeah, we had a we had we had a huge party at Lee's house, and most of us were either a screaming the whole entire night, or b one of our buddies. Uh, you know, if you guys are longtime viewers of the show, Radical Russ was with us and if you remember him you know he's cutting promos all the time so we were dying laughing and lee and i basically are stuck to talking as low as we
1: humanly can because
2: our voices are going
1: away and we've had the radical russ on the show he he's done raw reviews with us he's done pay-per-view reviews with us we're gonna have to have him come back and create a segment especially for him uh radical russ's rants sounds pretty good so uh <laughs> yeah we'll have to work something out with russ to come on and do do some uh some promo work but uh i we apologize for the voice everybody um took a lot out of me and the royal rumble was i thought it was great we're in this facebook group called the era it's all about like hasbro figures and wrestling figures and stuff like that um Little over 3000 people are in this group and it's a fun group. It really is like family for like the core people that, you know, interact in the group and everything. And I sent an invite out from the group. If anyone lived in Alex and I's area, I was going to be having a rumble party and you could come down. People came from an hour away to as far as three hours away. And it was, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, So if you're a figure collector, everyone, make sure you go check out uh, the era on Facebook. Not to mention that you guys did the drawing for the rumble last night. Oh, that's right. We, um, we decided to do something cool here, which was um, for the men's Royal rumble. Everybody drew numbers. Some of us got terrible numbers, like one. And 14, <laughs> I was 14. Uh, Al drew 29. And the, our number was not drawn for the winner, but the last remaining person for that had a number in one, which turned out to be Alex. And he won a custom Hasbro Skinner and courtesy of Perched on the Top Rope. Not nah, really, it was me. Yeah, basically, I, you. <laughs> it was I, I paid for the autograph. It was in a loot crate box, so I, I paid for it. Uh, <laughs> Alex's favorite superstar, the rated R Superstar
2: Edge. Yeah, no, totally appreciate it, Lee. That is going up in my perched computer room office,
1: framed and right on the wall. And for the over 20 on our Facebook, facebook.com slash perched on the top rope that participated in the Royal Rumble predictions thread, uh, just know that I have a sick cat. I will eventually get to see who the winner was. If I don't, I'll have Alex do it uh, when he can to find out who had the right predictions. And just so everyone knows in the post, it is the first person who gets it. If there's multiple winners, the first person who posted is the winner. There's no ties. So, there you go. You'll get Absolutely. a free 8x10 uh from a random legend, current superstar, jobber. Most likely a jobber.
0: <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Anyway, we got to do something with the 500 Steve Lombardi autographs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I was really thinking Freddie Prince Jr., but he won't sign for me for some reason. I wonder why. Maybe it's all the harassment that has been (laughs) coming his way since this podcast pretty much has been going on and you two work together. (laughs) Although I did find it funny when, you know, did tweet about Rob Hockman from Perched on the Top Rope to him and he's like, sorry, but I kind of don't know who that is. (laughs) It's not a direct quote, so no one quote me on that, but he did
0: basically say that. In a nonchalant way, but he but he did get heated when he heard the the broadcast where I said the only reason he kept his job was because Stephanie thought he was cute. Then yeah, he remembered. Yeah. Then he remembered who I was. He didn't like that. He didn't like that.
2: You know, you would think he would take that as a compliment. Like he Rob's basically calling him cute. You'd think he would take that as a compliment.
1: Well, the other disrespect. Part, yeah, I know, right? So so unreal. Hollywood people these days, right? Right. But the funny part was actually when. uh, I invited him on to talk about it, because the whole Stephanie is cute thing, I was like, you can come on, I go, because at the time you were a guest on the show before being a host, so he didn't like it. And I was like, well, you can come on. And I go, because he was a guest and he was like, no, I don't want to have be interviewed by people who don't know me. And I was like, no, I know what you did last summer. (laughs) Ah, Ah, I see what you did there but then other people chimed in and started going down with the movie list too. like someone got him with Scooby-Doo also and it was hilarious. So I was like, all right, there you go. (laughs) So anyway, off of the Freddie Prince Junior rabbit hole. Al, I believe my favorite event happened last night. I shouldn't say believe because it did the Royal Rumble. Al, I know you've got the results. Let's start. Boom let's get ready to rumble ladies and gentlemen
2: we had the 2022 edition of the royal rumble match last night and we started off the card strong we had Seth freaking rollins facing roman reigns for the wwe universal championship
0: can we talk about
2: how hard i popped when the shields music hit and Seth Rollins came out with his swagger in the shield attire and just did one more thing just to piss Roman Reigns off.
1: I thought it was awesome. I thought I thought it was like a, just a great entrance. Like, and the fans popped for it too. Like mm-hmm. they loved it. Um I thought it was a spectacular match. I mean, from entrance, from from Roman's entrance, Seth's entrance, and you could really see like on Roman's face, like As soon as that music hit, they, like, was, like, right there on him just to see, like, his reaction. And you just got, like, this stone-cold, like, sour puss on Roman's face. And I can't remember which announcer said it. They were, like, it's basically, like, what you said, Al. He's just got to get that last dig in on him. He's just got to get him going one last time. And I was, like, oh, my God, yes, this is awesome. It, It was so great. It was a moment, though, because there's been so much uh, involvement, like of John Moxley talking Dean Ambrose. Uh-huh. There was a part of me that when that music hit, I thought we were going to see more than one person in the gear with the fist come out. And I was like, please let it happen. Please let it happen. But the one thing that I, fans shouldn't get upset about with the pay-per-views is when things like that don't actually happen. You let the dirt sheet type it up, you get excited, and then you get let down. Mm. You're getting let down because of something you read that wasn't true, which should tell you don't trust everything you read on the internet. <sighs>
2: it's it's funny too, Rob, because Lee said that he was expecting one more person to walk behind Seth Rollins when he showed up in the shield gear. But The difference was, I also thought the same thing, but Lee and I were thinking of two entirely different people. Lee over here was considering it to be john moxley you know former shield buddy me however an intellectual knowing that uh one olympic gold medalist was in the area expected kurt angle to show back up with his old shield gear that he showed up in that one time and then sorry, then i would have really, won
1: nuts i'm sorry did you really just hit me with one of the three eyes that I, ah. i'm lacking a three eye
0: like ah. seriously okay all right Well, you know, Jeff Jarrett recently has been wearing that shield type gear for GCW and was in St. Louis last night. So that could have happened if if you really wanted someone who actually was there.
2: Well, it's funny because we brought that up, too. And uh, we brought up the meme that was circling around the Internet in the last week. And it showed Jeff Jarrett in that gear in the shield gear. And it said uh, something along the lines of how basically it, uh, Jeff Jarrett wearing the shields attire is the second thing that he's stolen from Kurt Angle. <laughs> but Whoops. I, di- I digress. Uh, Whoops. Rob, Rob,
0: what were your opinions on the match? I thought it was good. Um, I, I, I that this whole Royal rumble actually had me w- wondering You know, almost playing armchair quarterback, depending on match placement, you know, what what could potentially happen down the road, um, which ultimately would have ruined the 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 rumbles. But, um, you know, I thought this was this was great. Um, Roman, again,
3: he pulls it out. But. What
0: we're running out of people for him to fight, ultimately. As As we get down to this, you know, um, as we'll see later in the show, uh, you know, the Men's Royal Rumble winner is set up to fight Roman Reigns again. And, uh, you know, but where do we go after that? And if and if Rock is not showing up, which obviously he's not from the way the Rumble went down, then Roman ultimately has to hold on to the title for another year and we're out of wrestlers at this point. Well, you can tell
1: they're out of wrestlers because they pulled a raw superstar to go to smackdown to do this.
0: Exactly. So you're
1: going to do that 12 more times? Ultimately exactly. a slap to the entire men's smackdown roster saying, "Yeah, you're just not worthy of main eventing a pay-per-view." Sorry.
2: Yeah, a little a little depressing, but um nonetheless this was one of the better matches I've seen on WWE pay-per-view in the past couple months nothing against any other matches that we've seen but this was just they were, both Rollins and Reigns were firing on all cylinders um as the the story goes in professional wrestling nine times out of ten when you're wrestling one of your best friends you're more apt to put on one of the better matches of your career and it was no different in the case of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and in the end we actually saw Roman Reigns get disqualified by refusing to release the guillotine choke. And we, uh, we thought we were witnessing a homicide at one point, because he just did not let go.
3: You know, I honestly thought it was the right finish, because Definitely.
1: it's it's it, it. You have one more match before well, one more paper. I'm sorry, premium live event. I almost said pay per view. How dare you? I know, right? Nomenclature, so, pal you know this this is this is the we have what one more live premium event Mm -hmm. with elimination chamber over in saudi Arabia. arabia yep and then you have uh wrestlemania april so i mean if you think about it
3: that finish should lead to another match
1: at that next pay-per-view, I don't think we're done seeing Seth on SmackDown, at least for another month anyway.
2: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And even if they don't go back to it before Mania, the finish of the match leaves it possible to where you can go back to Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins in the future, whether that them be both of them on Raw, both of them on SmackDown, whatever have you. Um, they left it open to where they can go back to this match again. And that's one thing I do like is over the years, they have not overplayed Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Like they have with like Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins is a match where one-on-one they've only had a few matches over the past 10 years. So they can go back to this if they need to in the future.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> But when you're running out of superstars
1: and you've got only a handful left of guys to run through, what do you start doing? Exactly. Realistically, what do you start doing? They're making it seem like they're already out of competition for Roman.
2: They're they're basically falling into the same trap uh, as they did back during the 2006-2007 John Cena WWE title reign. Because that was the reign where Cena held the title for almost a year. And they started running out of people for him to face towards the end. Because he eventually loses the title to Randy Orton. But Randy Orton was somebody he had already faced like two times previously. Earlier on in that reign. They started pulling out random like mid-carders and stuff. And it's eventually what's going to happen here if they don't start elevating talent. Or move the title
1: on to someone else. Okay, well let me ask you this real quick. What year was it when 11 out of the 12 pay-per-views were main-evented by Triple H, Randy Orton, and John Cena. They were in three, they were, those three were in 11 out of 12 main-event pay-per-views. That would be 2009. Okay, all right. To me, that's when you're saying, yeah, we have nobody else. Yeah, no, it was a rough time then too, so I just
2: don't want them to fall into that same trap. So what they really need to do, uh, in my opinion, they either need to move the title off of Romans 2 which Mania is a perfect season to do it, or they need
0: to start elevating some talent. But if you move the title off of Roman, who then beats Brock Lesnar for the title to then get the title back to Roman for... Because it, uh, ultimately, it's got to circle back around Roman Reigns because we've got to do the whole Rock Roman thing. True.
1: They wanted that for, what, WrestleMania Hollywood, right? That's the one well, they for. wanted it.
0: They, the The idea was to do it for this year, uh-huh. but all his scheduling conflicts and everything, they couldn't get it done. So now they're pushing it to the following year. But ah, it, it 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 makes it difficult on the WWE side. Well, it's not difficult also- on Rock's side. You just tell him when to show up. But it's difficult on the WWE side because you have to book twelve more matches for Roman to go through.
2: Right. And also the
0: longer they wait, Brock's not getting any younger either. No, he's, yeah. he's 49, 50 years old.
2: So I guess we'll see when it comes to the universal championship, but moving on to the next match, we had the women's Royal rumble match. Uh, I'm going to go through a couple statistics of the match before we go into who wins. Um, in this match, we had the forbidden door open twice, only, people are only talking about it once, but the Forbidden Door opened twice for this match. Obviously, we had the Impact Knockouts Women's Champion, Mickey James, show up in the Women's Royal Rumble, but the one that everybody's forgetting to talk about is NWA Women's Superstar Molina was number two in the Women's Royal Rumble. And what a sight it was.
1: <laughs> uh, if you're talking about the splits, yeah, what a sight it was, baby.
2: Woo! It was uh, it was quite the time, but, um, you know, she didn't, is...
0: she didn't fare too well uh, or for too long due to uh, the, the next episode of Bacha Mania.
2: Yeah, we were we were thinking at first when we were watching it, we're like, did they really get rid of her that earlier? And then the more we watched it over and over again online, it was definitely a bot. She was supposed to catch herself on the apron and she slipped. Yeah, yeah which, which sucks too, because we made the joke, uh, later on with Cameron being one of the surprise appearances in the rumble. Uh, Rob, I don't know if you remember back when Cameron was on tough enough, Steve Austin asked her what her favorite match ever was. And she said it was Molina versus Alicia Fox. Yeah. And then Cameron Molina and Alicia Fox were all in this match. And we're like, Oh man, they missed the opportunity to have all three of them in the ring together.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that probably was the the goal. However, you know, accidents happen.
2: That's fair. Um, So if we are looking into time wise, who was in the rumble longest? The Iron Woman of the Royal Rumble this year was Bianca Belair. She lasted 47 minutes and 30 seconds in the rumble. She only had one elimination, but she lasted the longest out of everybody. And. Of course, the most eliminations went to the SmackDown women's champion, Charlotte Flair. How many did she have? She had five.
1: Okay. Wow. All right. I mean, you always know I love those those statistics and everything like that. Uh you would think being in for you know the marathon woman, you would have more eliminations. But well, to I think- hear the thing
2: is Bianca Belair also already has um, she's already tied for the most eliminations in a rumble in general with Shayna Baszler at eight so I think the reason that they didn't give her too many this time is because she's already broken well broken slash tied the record once
1: yeah and uh, if you go to facebook.com slash perched on the top rope all of January we had on this day I see clearly the Royal rumble month where each day of the month that Royal rumbles happened. And there were multiples on many days. uh, We broke down the Royal rumbles, the results and all the little fun history facts about those rumbles. So make sure you go and check those out. Absolutely. Lee, what was your favorite moment of the women's Royal rumble this year? Well, it's not when, uh, for my Royal rumble number, being 22 it wasn't who came out for me and did not win so it wasn't that but i would have to say for me probably like everybody else i always love the surprise the surprises in the rumble all like you know alicia fox coming out melina you know those are always awesome i'd have to say lita giving the twist of fate to charlotte flair was a favor especially after you and i had tickets comped by wwe and we were watching oscar and charlotte and of course you and i being the type that we are as loud as we could we're chanting for becky lynch and then charlotte grabs a microphone and proceeds to tell us fans that we are ungrateful and two great champs are putting on a match for you blah 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 While well, pointing at we, lee and i and then we got <laughs> even louder to the point that Asuka gets on the, the top turnbuckle and points to us in the crowd, to which point we were thinking, great, security's going to come over and we were going to get exited and then later go and thank WWE for not only comping us free tickets, but also throwing us out. <laughs>
2: That's hilarious. Uh, my personal favorite moment actually did have to do with the person that you drew at number 22 for the women's Rumble. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. getting into a full out brawl with Mighty Molly had to have been the part that I popped for the most in that Rumble.
0: <laughs> okay, I was happy Kevin. to see. I was happy to see Ronda come back. I knew it was, a you know, we all kind of heard the rumblings, but. Where I was watching the rumble last night, um, there was a bunch of people, my wife included, who don't necessarily watch it on a regular basis. Um, and and certainly they weren't listening to me talking to my buddy next to me about, you know, when is she going to come out? When is she going to come out? When is she going to come out? And no one really wanted to believe that she was actually going to come out. And When she did, the entire place erupted where we were um for her and then obviously for her to win it um so that was that was pretty cool it's it's fun when you go to these things especially the rumble when you don't know really i think the rumble is the one thing that even when we do our prediction shows you just don't know what's going to happen in the rumble you may know what's going to happen in the championship match or who has to retain or this that or the other thing but and and seeing that from from through the eyes of other people was awesome. I okay, agree.
1: Yeah, and having the people that we had over here, Alex, last night for the Rumble, sitting here at the Hasbro bar, it was interesting hearing people's different perspectives and who they were rooting for, who they weren't rooting for. Uh, and I think for the first time in a long time, it was a lot of indifferences from everybody. Like Everybody had people that they wanted but it wasn't like a general consensus that it had to be this one particular person that was favored over everybody else i think that's what the royal rumble for the women's did a good job this year until the cat got let out of the bag that ronda rousey was going to show up because once you heard that you're like oh yeah it's you know big who big. the winner is it's yeah. just a matter of what number i personally was hoping that she would be number 22. <laughs> I'm not going to stress that enough. She should have been number 22 and that I would have won a ton of stuff. I don't know what I was going to win, but I was going to win stuff. Now I win nothing. And I'm sitting in here at the Hasbro bar in shame that I had Nikki A.S.H. But the only thing I can hope out of that is that Mighty Molly and her have a match on Monday Night Raw.
2: Absolutely. And speaking of Ronda Rousey, as you guys both just said, Ronda Rousey
1: entered the Rumble
2: at number 28. And she won the Women's Royal Rumble this year. Emphatically stating that she is back and that she is going to WrestleMania. But the question is, here's the thing. There still is a little mystery behind this because we don't know for sure which champion she's going to pick. She could go the easy route of deciding to face Becky at WrestleMania because they have a few. But you also have to remember the last time that she was seen, she was in a match with both of the women that are champions at the moment. So she could easily, just as easily, go after Charlotte Flair, especially with Shayna Baszler being part of the SmackDown roster right now.
0: I I think that she's going to go after Becky. Um, only from the sense of the story that they have behind it is Becky never really beat her. Her shoulders were up. That's and true. we can and we can replay that WrestleMania match over and over and over and show that clip over and over and over that Becky never really beat her. And I think that's the direction they got to go, um, which begs the question, then, who fights Charlotte at WrestleMania? I've already got my pick for that. And it's the woman that I thought was going to re- win the
2: Royal Rumble last night. And that is Lena.
1: And that's, she gave yeah. my favorite moment in the Royals Rumble match. Uh, I gotta agree with Rob. I, it's it, she's going after uh, big time Bex. Rob yeah. is going for big time hands. Yeah, down. that
2: that would make more sense too, especially considering that it seems on SmackDown that
1: they are kind of already slowly building towards Lita versus Charlotte Flair. Yeah, when they when they started that promo on SmackDown, um, I had two things in my head: either Lita's eliminating Charlotte or Charlotte's blah, 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 blah. eliminating Lita. You don't have to edit that. Um, <laughs> So That's what I had in my head. That one of those two things were going to happen. The twist of fate, I love when she does it because Charlotte does not take it right or like thinks she's getting a stone-cold stunner based on how she lands, which regardless, it doesn't matter. She's getting her face planted to the ground. Right. I'm cool with that. Even if it's a pillow. I'm cool with that too. Uh, anyway,
3: I'm not keeping it PG-13. I'm sorry.
1: Back to my point, it was Ronda Rousey. I did not like her booking of the Royal Rumble at all. I honestly thought you had all those girls in there. And even though Shayna came out at number 30, I thought it was going to be them. I thought it was going to be Ronda decimating everybody. And, and in my eyes, realistically, she came in as like a regular competitor. You heard the music, you saw the build up, you saw the crowd go nuts. And you saw like all the women just stop and they were like, oh shit <laughs> and then like as she's getting to the ring you see Rhonda's mean mugging and she's thugging and she's about to just tear the house down and who's the first person they go to they got shit grinning and charlotte over there who's like yo i remember you let's get it on and then they didn't even touch each other at first and i was like yo okay that's cool i was hoping for a better booking with Rhonda in that i thought she was gonna go in there and it was just like Oh, I don't know you buy out. Oh, live Morgan. See ya. Bye out. Oh girl, you, whoever you are out and just keep going down the line. Instead it was, I, I mean, I, I would assume it was a lot of backstage stuff where like people are like, I don't want to look weak. I don't want to look weak. Meh, me, 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 me. Okay. If you don't make her look like a complete badass coming back, she's already lost momentum in my eyes for me already. I'm just saying. And, and well, I think
2: they could easily fix that on Monday Night Raw. I don't think they did too much damage. But, yeah, no. In the end, Ronda Rousey wins. It's very clear she's going on to most likely face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. But with that being said, we move on to Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop for the WWE
1: Raw Women's Championship. You know, I'm just going to use the line. Dewdrop starved herself for this match because even she knows that big time Bex is a snack. Man, did she look good last night? <laughs> Shout out to Radical Russ. <laughs> that is that is what
2: Russ said to us during the middle of this match. Uh, I gotta say though, Dewdrop put in a a a hell of an effort in this match. Um, I think that she knew that there were a lot of doubters in this match because a lot of people, let's face it, online have been just throwing digs at her weight over and over again and, you know, asking how she's going to be able to perform at that type of level. Clearly, people that have not seen her work on the indies have not seen her work in NXT UK. She's good. She's great in the ring. She just has
0: a shit name right now. Yeah, this was the one match that I I truly felt was the easy one to pick yeah um <laughs> there was no way that becky was losing to to do um you know on the on the uh er, uh precipice of wrestlemania um it just you know it, it, it was a throwaway poor Dewdrop. it was it was a filler match sadly like it was
2: a good filler match but it was a filler match nonetheless becky lynch retained the raw women's championship and she's on the road to wrestlemania
1: It was a great match. Nothing. Don't take anything away from Dewdrop, but Big Time Bex is in the same boat uh, that we see Roman Reigns in. Who do you have face her now? Mm -hmm. I mean, now like we, you know, we're we're, I'd say guesstimating, but it's it's going to be pretty clear. Ronda's going to go for Big Time Bex at Mania, but we're in that situation where now you're calling people back to come back to wrestle that are usually part-timers now you're doing it with the women because you haven't developed the women stars. Like the men have been developed in the past. And now you, now you don't just have, uh, the sex of the males struggling to, to find people to wrestle your champions. Now it's happening with the women as well. Case in point, Charlotte Flair is in the Royal rumble because they didn't have anyone that they probably felt was caliper enough
0: to put on a pay-per-view match with well in the sense that if they if they had an idea that they were going to go down this leader road then you put charlotte in there to develop that that story i mean again like you just said it's a part-timer coming back or a non-timer i mean she's a she's a legend a hall of famer but you kind of need to set it up somehow, some way. And and the rumble is a good thing to do that. Um, But yeah, it didn't make sense that the champion had to be in the rumble. I mean, I know they, they spun it, you know, if I win, I get to pick my opponent, which, you know, it it, it didn't really make a lot of sense because at the same time, let's say Charlotte did win the rumble. Who was she going to pick? Obviously a scrub, which would defeat the purpose of WrestleMania. So, you know, uh, they, 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 you
1: know, WWE is going to WWE
0: think about it though. They could, they didn't necessarily have to have Charlotte in there. They could have gone out and gotten another women, a woman wrestler to, to just get tossed. Um, or if they know. wanted something big enough, they could have put Trish Stratus in the rumble too. Yeah. I mean, they could have had Trish in there. They could have had Bailey in there. They could have had a bunch of different people in there. They could have gone out and gotten someone from Ring of Honor. You know, a woman from Ring of Honor, since we're breaking down that, that fourth wall that everyone was so excited about.
1: The and reason
0: that Charlotte was in there was was to get that story with Lita.
1: And hey, we even saw Mickey James come out with the Impact Knockouts Championship.
2: And her Impact Hardcore Country theme song.
1: Yeah. Forget that. So I mean, that was pretty cool. I I gotta give props to WWE on that. That was really cool to see.
2: Absolutely. I totally agree, Lee. Moving on to the next match. We had, in my eyes, the most unpredictable match of the night. We had the WWE championship match between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Uh,
1: My predictions were messed up since the beginning. So Mm -hmm. anything I said, even in the preview show on Apple Podcasts, episode 53, you can still go download it. It was bad. I my predictions I were just
3: terrible. This yeah, point. no,
2: mine mine were completely messed up too. And spoiler alert, if none of you saw the rumble last night at the end of the match, there is a ref bump. There's two, in fact. Ref is down. Roman Reigns shows up out of nowhere, attacks Brock Lesnar with the title that has been just handed to him. By Paul Heyman, Paul and Roman screw Brock into the WWE Championship, and Bobby Lashley is your new and two-time WWE Champion. Never would have guessed that Bobby Lashley was going to beat Roman uh, was going to beat Brock Lesnar in this match.
1: Never would have guessed that Paul Heyman was going to turn on Brock Lesnar. You had like a double cross. First he went from Roman to Brock, now Brock back to Roman. Obviously, I think that's going to be like we had that plan the whole time. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, evil you're going to laugh.
2: Yep, Roman and uh Roman and Paul are going to walk out on into the ring on Friday Night Smackdown. He's going to hand Paul Heyman the mic and Paul Heyman is going to give us that shit eating grin that only Paul Heyman knows how to give. And then they're going to tell us that this was a whole plan the entire time. You'd think Brock would know better, by the way, because this isn't <laughs> the first time. This is not this is not the first time Paul Heyman has turned on him. If you remember, he turned on Brock Lesnar as a, what was it, Survivor Series against the Big Show as well years ago? Yes. Yeah. So you would think Brock at this point would understand that maybe I don't trust this guy.
0: The only, you know what, the, the worst part about this, the good thing about this match was you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know how to call it. You couldn't have picked the winner. It was 50 50 down the middle, all of that fun stuff. The bad part about it is the fact that Brock lost the match and lost the title then shifted the focus to the Men's Royal Rumble, which, again, sadly, for that excitement factor, was the, the, the air was getting taken out of, out of my sails on that one. At least that's how I felt.
1: Well, when it, when it comes to that, I had specific predictions on who was you know based on the matches, my theory that I had was originally with Roman and Seth Roman was going to lose, and it was going to be Roman entering the Royal Rumble and winning the Royal Rumble. Part of my theory was right; I just had the wrong match, I think, and uh I did not see the outcome going the way that it went. But that's what makes sports entertainment what it is. Some Sometimes people were unhappy. Some people loved it. I like this new Brock Lesnar as a face. He is so much better on the like. He connect for the the man in real life would come off as a natural heel. He's not a big people person. You know, he's he keeps to himself. Uh, Don't tell we he, man that. And if you've seen him mad, you would know enough not, you know, to want to make him mad. I mean, just look at his UFC career. I wouldn't want to mess with that man in life either. Right. So, you know, and Bobby Lashley is the same thing, but he comes off, he's more nice and he's the big smile. And I think when they first brought him in, they weren't using him right because the, the the promo work and everything that Lashley was doing actually in TNA is much better than anything he's ever done. Now I can see why they have MVP right now as his mouthpiece, but they need to bring what he was doing there here in WWE. And then you can make Bobby Lashley work. Otherwise, Alex, how many times did we hear from people that they think Bobby Lashley is boring? Unfortunately. It's not that he's boring. It's how they're using him, how they having him, you know, with his promo work. Mm-hmm. You you know, you you you're like the walking talking encyclopedia of WWE and TNA. Namaste. must say. Would you say that Bobby Lashley's TNA promo work is was the best stuff that he'd ever done?
2: Absolutely. Um, and I think part of the thing that WWE is doing right by Bobby Lashley too is having him paired with MVP because that was an idea that originally came from impact slash TNA. That's originally where Bobby Lashley and MVP, um, became a group. And that's one good thing that WWE did take from that is that they're also, they're, they're very compelling on screen, similarly to how Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman
1: are. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. And the thing is though, I, would like to let bobby lashley have the mic a little more because the only thing though is like now he's he's kind of like a tweener you know he's bounced around too much up and down Mm -hmm. heel face heel face a little bit with, with this hurt business and they kind of like i at first he was like kind of left in limbo because we know brock everyone has brock right now as a face you know, so do we have two faces last night? What you right. know, what well, what's Lashley going to come out of this? Is he going to come out face or is he going to come out heel now?
2: And if he comes out as a baby face, the the one thing with you saying that he needs to be given the mic time a little more, um, needs to work on his baby face promo work because he's very compelling on the mic as a heel, but he needs to find that fire. I would say that you see with a lot of baby faces like. Take Daniel Bryan, for example, when he would get on the mic and he would get angry and motivated. You could, you could like feel it in his in his heart and soul almost. You could you can feel the energy coming out of it. Bobby Lashley needs that a little more on the mic as a baby face, because sometimes he does come off a little monotonous um, just because he's not, ever since his time in impact, he's not comfortable as a babyface anymore. And I think that's the only thing missing from him
0: being a super babyface act. Who does yeah. he fight at WrestleMania?
2: That's the other thing I wanted to talk about with this match, too, because if reports are believed to be true, WWE currently has no idea what they're doing with the <laughs> WWE Championship. <laughs> that's it's, a a shocker. Shocker. Yeah, it's been reported that they have no idea what they're doing with the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, which is disgraceful, in my opinion, because that's the championship with the most lineage in the company.
1: Especially now, because we are on the road to WrestleMania. Drink. How do you not like, hey, we're glad you're the WWE champ. And, uh, you know, we're putting focus elsewhere. So uh, go sit in catering.
2: The only thing I can think of, (laughs) the only thing I can genuinely think of is that because there's nobody that sticks out to me personally as um, as like a big WrestleMania caliber match for Lashley. Like all of those guys currently are going to be having matches, um, which we'll get to later. But the only thing I can think of is that he's only holding on to the title until Elimination Chamber, and then somebody like Seth Rollins or Kevin Owens wins the title, and then that way they have a little more leeway with people that they've been involved with, storyline-wise, that could potentially face them at WrestleMania. So you got him down as a placeholder. Uh, In this situation, unfortunately, just because there's nobody that sticks out to me as somebody that Lashley could face at WrestleMania, unless they are going back to uh Lashley Goldberg one more time but I, I feel like if they were going to do that they would have already started building that too not well, that anyone wants to see it I just think they would have already started building that
0: I'm under the impression that the elimination chamber that they're going to do in a, in a few weeks in Saudi Arabia the winner of that is going to fight Bobby Lashley but the elimination chamber has what six six chambers in it four yeah.
2: chambers, six people
0: okay give me six guys that you'd put in that that are going to have that ultimately one of them is going to walk out and fight Bobby Lashley. Because if you put Seth Rollins in there, then you got to put Kevin Owens in there. One of them is going to cost the other, the match that's going to take those two out of the picture. Okay. Right. Um,
2: so if we're talking, if we're, if we're placing the idea being that it's all going to be, it's going to be a number one contenders match. Then I have, like you said, I have uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, I would say AJ Styles would probably be in there. Um, Omos. They could put Omos in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would then say the other two, Riddle would and Orton. probably be Riddle and Orton. Yeah, and if they don't put Omos in, Edge is another one that they could throw in the match too.
0: Well, out of all that, I would I would off the top of my head, Edge probably would be the only one that would carry some kind of value. Right. Uh, you know, but. Yeah, because like, as we've
2: said before, it seems, I mean, I feel like it's pretty clear that we're building to Orton versus Riddle at some point at Mania. Um, and then and, and with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins potentially canceling each other out, the only two people I could think of that could win that match, if it's for the number one contendership, would be Edge or AJ Styles.
1: Yeah. From a realistic standpoint. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, I, I I stand by what I said. I I feel like Bobby Lashley, unfortunately, is a placeholder at this point. But I mean, if they if that changes and they find somebody that we're excited to see him face at WrestleMania, I mean, then that's overall everyone's winning in that end. But Bobby Lashley's the WWE champion, and he will hopefully have a match at WrestleMania. We'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. You never know. <laughs> he, did, he did face Aleister Black out of nowhere on in a match that they announced the day of WrestleMania a couple of years ago. So, God. who knows? But moving on, we have my favorite wrestler, the Rated R Superstar, and his lovely wife, the the, the, the Glamazon, Beth Phoenix, taking on the It couple of Miz and Maurice, which also felt like somewhat of a filler match. <laughs>
0: How about that Hurricane Rada though out of uh out, out, of, of, Maurice? In, out of Maurice? That yeah, was awesome. dude. like And got- if you take a look at her face after she hits it, I think even she was in shock that she hit it. She, she was like, like Holy shit. crap, I did that. Yeah. So <laughs> you know. if we're gonna be
2: honest, I want to talk about what Maurice was wearing.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> she always
1: wears good stuff.
2: I know, man.
1: I know. How much of those costume is?
2: <laughs> more more than any of us makes in a year. <laughs> Holy but hell. I think, uh, I think everybody knew the outcome of this match going in.
1: I wouldn't have said this is a filler match. This was like a, a match to die the crowd down to get us prepared for the main event, um, which is a common thing done in, in pay-per-view situations when you know you have a big match coming up. You want the crowd to save their energy, you know, because that's a lot of ten, nine, eight. That's a lot of countdowns, and you know, if you know you have the surprise entries and stuff like that that are going to be in the Rumble, and you want them hyped the whole time, this was the perfect match to put on before the Rumble. It's well, and the and they were
2: they were smart too because they chose four people who are all veteran wrestlers, four people who all kind of know the psychology of. Here's the spot where we take the match real slow. They, they, all four of them, know how to die a crowd down, but get them to come back up for the big spots that they're trying to do, like the double spear, the double glam slam, the the double uh, skull crushing finale that Ms. and Maurice attempted. These these four between Edge, Ms, Maurice, and Beth Phoenix know how to take a crowd, die them down, to keep them, you know, keep them down a little bit before the next match, and get them to pop for those big moments,
1: though. And that, my friends, is a good storytelling wrestling match. I agree.
2: In the end, we see both Beth Phoenix and Edge hit a double glam slam on the Miz and Maurice. They get the one, two, three, and it
0: seems that Edge and Beth Phoenix are done with Miz Maurice. You would think. I would gonna I say hopefully. If, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna throw another monkey wrench into what we were just talking about, what if we do Edge Maurice? Uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix against Miz and Maurice again at WrestleMania. That would take Edge out of this uh triangle that we were trying to work on.
1: I think you would see Mania wise, maybe not another tag match, but each individual match one on one with them. Like Maurice takes on uh Beth Phoenix, Edge goes
0: one on one
1: versus Miz
0: okay but, e- either way that still takes that still takes that yeah. out of our out of our chamber deal
1: yeah, Absolutely. It, yeah. No, that you know i mean i can put him in the chamber but if we're going off of our theory there then yeah it takes him out of the it it knocks him out that yeah he'd be the one for mania for lashley
2: that's fair i like it i mean I like hey it.
1: maybe maybe they put goldberg in this He likes going over to Saudi Arabia. He keeps going over for a match, you know. So then there sets up my Bobby Lashley Goldberg match.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, please not again. No offense to Goldberg, but not again. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we move on to the final match of the 2022 Royal Rumble pay per view, and it is the men's Royal Rumble itself. Before getting to any surprises, which there were not many of, and the winner, (laughs) and the winner. go over the statistics again this year's rumble the iron man and most eliminations went to the same person and that was the phenomenal one aj styles at number one aj styles lasted 29 minutes and six seconds in the rumble and eliminated six people eliminating the most people and lasting the longest in the men's rumble this year
1: it doesn't seem like a lot of time compared to compared House. to Bianca, no well I mean, I mean even saying compared to past men's royal I was Rumbles, gonna yeah
0: twenty nine minutes isn't a lot. that's a no. very low number, it is a very low number How but long everybody the, else
1: do you have the do you have the stats on how long the royal rumble was itself?
2: um, I don't know that it
1: shows that no, I don't believe so. all right, I'll have to get that because I'll be curious because uh the shortest royal Rumble was actually only like thirty four minutes in total.
2: Right. I feel like this rumble was was somewhat of a quick one. But but I can say, though, that AJ so we can kind of we can kind of pinpoint ish how long it was. So AJ Styles came in at number one. He lasted 29 minutes and six seconds. He was eliminated 14th. So he was basically eliminated, I would say, halfway through. So, I mean, the rumble probably lasted about close to an hour then. So all that really means is that every there just wasn't a lot of people that lasted a long time this year. Yeah. Cuz the only the only other people that came close to um that time that Styles had in the rumble were Austin Fury at 22 minutes and 6 seconds and Dolph Ziggler at 20 minutes and 46 seconds.
1: All right, and Austin was in early too. Yep,
2: he came in at number 3.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, both of my picks, Rob, to win this year's Rumble were AJ Styles and Austin Theory. We got to number three in the Rumble, and I said, well, shit, both of my, <laughs> well, said, shit, both of my picks are already in the Rumble, and we were on number three.
1: My pick well, never even made it in, so I thought... Wait a Roman, minute, who, who did you have? My, so my pick was originally Roman Reigns because my theory was that Roman was going to lose to Seth. Roman was going to jump into the Royal Rumble and win. Instead, that all happened, but with Brock and Lashley. Gotcha. I picked the wrong match for this.
2: And Lee, why don't you tell us who did win the Royal Rumble?
1: I don't have to tell anyone who won the Royal Rumble, but I can say that Brock Lesnar entered the Royal Rumble. I don't remember what number he was. What number was he? He was number 30. He was the last one in. Oh, okay. He was number 30. My bad. I don't remember. And, and Brock, I remember Brock he was a Lesnar. late one.
2: Brock Lesnar also broke a Royal Rumble record this year that was previously held by the Rated-R Superstar in 2010. Brock Lesnar became the quickest winner in the Royal Rumble's history, spending the least amount of time in the Rumble before winning the match. The previous record was held by Edge at, I believe, about like, uh, I want to say it was like 2 minutes and 45 seconds or Two minutes and 50 seconds or something. It was in, in 2010 when he came in late and won pretty quickly. Brock Lesnar destroyed that record this year by coming in, being in the Rumble for only two minutes and 32 seconds, and won the match.
0: And going back to what you asked, Lee, uh, the Rumble was 51 minutes and 10 seconds. Okay. Wow.
1: To be in the Rumble that short amount of time and win. That's, that's shorter than Undertaker's entrance. That's at least 10 minutes.
0: Well, he's so damn slow. That's why. Well, it's weak slow.
2: If I'm not mistaken, I believe Brock Lesnar also broke another record this year with the most time between Royal Rumble victories. I believe previous to this, I believe the record was held by Triple H with 14 years and Brock Lesnar went 19 years between Royal Rumble victories oh wow that's
3: an
1: interesting fact i like that mm-hmm. wow
2: so brock lesnar is going on to wrestlemania and how do you guys feel
1: about it um if it's gonna go how i think i don't want to see that match again i don't i'm over it i don't want to see it please god no like no 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 WWE, stop wwe damn it. I don't want to see Brock and Roman again.
0: No. Would you do, just hypothetically, would you do
3: Brock and Bobby? Yeah.
0: What if the Saudi Arabians paid for Rock to show up at Elimination Chamber? I mean,
1: I don't think that is something... I don't think it's
0: going to happen. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's something that's going to happen. I, I, But that's going to that's going to be your only outside shot. However. Given the fact that Paul Heyman did his shenanigans again and now he's back with Roman. Now Brock's got to get back at both of them, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's the sadly the road we're going down. I so just here's think- my sorry. Go ahead, Al.
2: Um, What I was going to say was, here's my one last thought upon this, too, is that there is a dark horse that we're leaving out of the middle of this, and that's the return of Drew McIntyre last night. Drew McIntyre returned in the Rumble. Drew McIntyre was last eliminated by Brock Lesnar. I think it's entirely possible that we don't get a one-on-one match between Roman and Brock, and that somehow Drew also ends up in the middle of this match, and it could be made into a triple threat, which in that case, if that were to happen, I'd be okay with it.
3: Yeah, I, I that would be okay. I'm cool with that. But
1: I I you have a
3: bad feeling
2: that's not the case, don't you?
1: Yeah, I really do. I feel like Drew will get his shot before anyone else type deal. Like he'll be like, I'm Bach and you know, they're gonna be like, All right, Saudi Arabia, you got your shot. No. go, <laughs> By, after, you know. Right. And then they'll have him do something at Mania, like non-title type thing, you know, multi-man match, something. I don't know. I, I enjoyed the Royal Rumble. That is 100% true. I thought it was a great time. It just now depends that,
2: on where they go from here.
1: Yeah, like if they go in the direction I'm thinking, then I'm going to be like, wow, I, I, like, I did like the Rumble. Now I wish things went different. Right. you know like i'm cool with big time backs and ronda i think that's going to be a great second match you know the second coming of both of them kicking each other in the face great i love that <laughs> great i'm a big fan of both actually so it's a great match in my eyes uh you know back in my day the you know the king of the Ring was something that was supposed to elevate a mid card you would think that the Royal Rumble would be the same thing until you realize 1990 and 1991, Hulk Hogan won the damn thing. And then 1992, Ric Flair wins the freaking WWF championship. Is that elevating a mid-card? Absolutely not. Yeah,
2: so you can't even really complain that it's just happening in modern day times, too, because it was no, happening back in the hap-
1: hap- Yeah. You, did it help a mid-carder? you damn right. 1995 with Shawn Michaels. 2006 with Rey Mysterio. You know it helped those guys that's what that's what i always thought this was supposed to be about just like the king of the ring supposed to elevate a mid-card guy how are you going to elevate any mid-card guys if you're one realistically not giving them a chance when you're 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 slapping your own roster in the face by having somebody else from another roster of rock come over to smackdown to face the smackdown champion telling guys like apollo Cruz and ricochet hey you're not worth it no wonder why ali keeps asking for his release and Nah, he didn't want to be in the Royal. He wants his release. I wonder why. Exactly. You know
2: what though? You know what we really need to talk about? You know what the uh, the real injustices here. It's not Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble. It's not Ronda Rousey winning the Royal Rumble. What really pissed me off more than anything in this entire pay per view is why in the blue hell did we have AJ Styles eliminated by Madcap Moss of all people? <laughs> You can ask Lee, I was walking around screaming about this. You've got mostly eliminations that make sense, and you have AJ Styles, who is a former two-time WWE champion, former two-time TNA champion, former two-time IWGP champion, and former two-time NWA champion. You have him get eliminated by a guy in khaki shorts and a damn pair of suspenders with a man
0: bun. Well, back in my day with the Battle Royals and stuff, if the guys knew they weren't winning and they got tired, they would just tap another guy on the shoulder and say, hey, fling me over. And that'd be the end of it. I hope that
2: wasn't
0: the case here. So, you know, <laughs> AJ could have just got tired with everything. Look, I had the most eliminations. Eh, I, I, I earned my paycheck tonight. Toss me.
2: Have almost get rid of him then. At least that makes sense.
1: Well, I mean, it, it it is the Royal Rumble. Like some things aren't supposed to make sense, and, and I mean, this is like one of those those things. And I
2: swear to God, if we're setting up AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin at WrestleMania, uh, I'm quitting my
1: job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that because I know where you work. Yeah, I know, and then you'll go in and tell them. <laughs> I'm be like, yeah, he said he'd quit his job if this match happened. Fire him now. Also, he shouldn't be my teller. He's telling everyone what I make. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, but um, I don't, That yeah, that's a match I don't want to see. That does not interest me at all. Mm-hmm. However, someone did bring up a good point about happy Corbin.
3: I want you guys both to really think about this.
1: You know his finishing move, correct? Yes. Aside from him hitting it and not pinning someone and like, maybe them rolling out of the ring and stuff. How many times have you seen someone kick out of his finishing move? Zero
2: because it's never happened.
1: He's being protected for a reason. I think mm. they just haven't given him something that works. Yeah. The end of days
2: has not been kicked out of once. since nobody has ever, television.
0: nobody's kicked out of it. Nope. There you go. Now you got Bobby Lashley's opponent. Yeah. No. <laughs> no.
1: No. Not at all. Because now I got this guy who's the champion, and and can't cut a, a a face promo. And I'm I'm assuming he's kind of face right now. And then there's Happy Corbin, the fake millionaire. Which if you're a millionaire, you wouldn't be in that damn ring. That's for damn sure. Because jbl was a multi-millionaire and he said hey i don't need to do this no more i'll lose in an 18 second match and retire i'm good yeah come on now it's cool like i i i really think honestly though happy corbin actually has one of the best move sets in wwe though al we've talked about that many times because his move set and the moves that he does are so cool phenomenal they're awesome
2: I Especially think he just. I think he just needs dead. to go
1: back to having a darker character again
2: because he played that really well when he was the lone wolf.
1: And that honestly, that was really more like him because, like, if you watch that uh, thing they did with NXT, mm-hmm. with uh, you know, kind of like following the superstars because, like, they were like the the upcoming new people, and he was on there as one of them. Uh, he openly admits, like, you know, I'm not a people person, and this and that, and they show him at like a heavy metal rock concert and like a fan is trying to talk to him. And Corbin's doing what I do. And most most college kids would see me be like, oh, my God, you're the D bus guy. When I would be out, I'd be like looking forward, not even acknowledging them speaking to me. And then they'd be like, oh, my God, you're an asshole. And walk away from me. And I'd be like, "Oh, I feel so much better. (laughs) So uh, he's a very like this character that they have him playing now is like completely i feel like out of his element element in real life persona, and I feel like they're trying to open him up into something more and maybe that's what this is leading to but uh you know the addition to to uh madcap we we've seen him already with a couple different character changes and somehow he lasted on the fricking main roster longer than Carrion cross, which baffles me. Speaking of Carrion cross fans, you can see killer cross and Scarlet Bordeaux next weekend, February 6th, Baltimore celeb fest three in Baltimore, Maryland. Rob, what time does that event start? 10 a.m. It's going 10 a.m. to, I believe two, two p.m. Fans. You can go to eventbrite.com. Just type in killer cross. The perched on the top rope. Baltimore Celeb Fest is the first thing that comes up when you search it. Go and get your tickets today. Speaking of events, we have other such great events coming up, such as uh, icons of wrestling at the old ECW arena, the 2300 arena in Philadelphia, PA. I believe that event is actually March 26th. Then April, the first weekend in April, we have Wrestlemania and Wrestlecade, to which we will have Ultimo Dragon, Sonny Ono, and the awesome Bull Nakano. And at Icons of Wrestling, we will have Bull Nakano, Sonny Ono, and Ultimo Dragon. Make sure you go to eventbrite.com to get those tickets as well. Al, I think you know what to do. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us at Perched
2: on the Top Rope on Facebook. You can find us at Perched Top Rope on Twitter. You can find us at Perched on the Top Rope podcast on Instagram. On Twitch, you can find us at Twitch TV slash Perched on the Top Rope. TikTok, you can find us at Perched on the Top Rope. And we also have a link tree now. You can find it both in the bio on our Instagram page, or you can go to uh, linktr.ee slash Perched on the Top Rope. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, Podbay, Spotify, Audible, and Stitchers. And don't forget, we also have a Pro Wrestling Tees shop. Now go to Pro Wrestling Tees, search up Perched on the Top Rope. I'm in the middle of getting the last two designs put on the website. It's a little tricky, but we do have two designs up right now. We have our Perched on the Top Rope podcast logo shirt, and we also have the orange version of our NWO style perched on the top rope logo.
1: Speaking of the t-shirts fan, if you do buy a t-shirt and you tweet at us wearing it, we will send you a free autographed eight x 10 by a random wrestling legend and or current superstar. Also, if you buy a t-shirt and you show up to one of our events, wearing that t-shirt, we will give you $25 off any VIP combination that you purchase, whether you do it through eventbrite.com or you show up and you've got it on and we're like hey sweet hell yeah that's what we want to see rob take it away spoiler free as i
3: learned
0: earlier today is definitely the way to be we're out